Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. Do you miss the glory days of talk radio where the hosts knew their stuff and were not spreading fake stories? What would it be like if those same hosts could speak their mind and not have to answer to management for it? I have just the thing for you. Spencer Hughes Podcast Adventures is the new show from Spencer Hughes, formerly of Fox News Radio and a host of other places. For as little as $1 a month, you can have access to Spencer again. His insights will make you think, and his humor will make you laugh. This is your chance to help a man build his dream and support his family. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Spencer Hughes today and subscribe to one of the several levels you can choose from. You will not be disappointed in the content you are going to begin receiving. Patreon.com forward slash Spencer Hughes. Adventurous content the way radio used to be. So I guess today is officially the last day of the 21-day challenge since it started on the 9th. Technically, Sunday was the last day. Today was day 22. Sunday would have been three full weeks. 9th to 16th. 16th to 23rd. 23rd to 30th is three weeks. But that's 22 days. No, it's not. It's 21 days. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. 22 days. Hmm. I don't know how that adds up. It's three three weeks. A week is seven days. Because there's four Mondays in the three weeks you're counting. There's Monday of the first week, Monday of the second week, Monday of the third week, and today. Four Mondays. That's well, then today why. doesn't count. It was nope. done yesterday. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me? I agree with Yog Dog. You should have just said that. I tried to. Now I can't remember what I wanted to talk. Oh, yes, I remember what I want to talk about now. (laughs) So, who recalls the saga of the absolute most horrendous, most ridiculous mail carrier on earth? Who remembers? Well, I do, but I think I'm the only one who's going to answer you. Are you sure you remember? (laughs) Unfortunately. So tell us about it. What happened? Mail Carrier decided that she was the supreme ruler of the entire universe and got to mandate all things mail and freaked out at you for asking her if you could have your mail. Then caused all sorts of drama with all sorts of people, making it virtually impossible for us to get packages. Then we were sassed by her supervisor, and now here we are with this beautiful day. And that yeah. was the best Cliff Notes version Today, I've ever told. I get a call from the apartment manager saying she has a package for me. Great, thanks. I go to look to see what the package it was. And my package says, on first screen in Amazon, refused shipment. 
Returning to sender. Your package was refused at delivery. It is being returned to Amazon. You will be refunded for the original shipment within two to three business days after we receive it. I go inside the item and it says customer refused delivery. This is from USPS. Customer refused delivery, colon, did not want. <laughs> what? <laughs> I wasn't even here. <laughs> I was nowhere near here. Not a single, not even 50 feet away. I was miles away. But, but okay, but here's how stupid this said mail carrier who is trying to be the supreme god of all mail. At 1.15, she scans in, carrier is unable to gain access to front door to deliver this package. Please contact the carrier to resolve. That was at 1.15. So allegedly she can't get to the front door. Well, that's because she's too lazy to walk up the stairs. Then at 1.16, customer refused delivery, did not want. So how does she know I refused delivery and didn't want the package if she was unable to gain access to the front door to deliver the package? Right? Seriously. So, so okay, I've had about enough of this. I have tried to talk to the supervisors while... Most of them were nice. One of them was not. So it makes me wonder, are the ones who were nice actually not so nice behind our back and they were just more professional than the one who's not so nice? Well, it's possible. Though I don't think the one dude was not nice. And then I tried putting in kind of a complaint online. That clearly just goes right to the same damn supervisors. So right. that got ignored. So now I'm writing a letter to Washington frickin' D.C., because I've had about enough of this. I can't take this shit any longer. Then we get told today that she's refusing to deliver mail to anyone on the third floor. She's using it as an excuse because she's too lazy to come to the third floor. Yep. There is no other reason for that. What, are you going to be trolling around the third floor on the other side of the building? Come on now. There's no reason for it anyway. I never I did anything to her. She's oh, got nothing to be afraid of. Oh, I know. I'm so freaking pissed. It's just a ridiculous situation. Trolls are us. It all started today, my conversation with my mother about it, because I was telling her not to mail us any packages. So you told your mom not to mail us anything? Yeah. What did she say? She was like, why? Come here. So you told her the whole story then? Yes. I started my story with mom. Our male lady has lost her shit. Well, and so far, every single person I've told the story to, and I've been 100% honest about the story, doesn't see what I did wrong. I mean, the only quote-unquote criticism you've gotten is clarification from past mail carriers that you really shouldn't reach for your mail. Yeah. That's it. But they all said that when they encountered a situation, they were like, no, no, I need to see your ID and I'll hand you your yep. mail. But, Multiple people told you that. But she's gone completely. It's almost like she wanted to find a way to cut part of this building out of her need to walk around 
And so she used that as the reason. Because she's one of those people, and we've all worked with people like this, that know the damn rules way too well. And wants to do the least amount of work possible. And they want to do the least amount of work possible, so they use the rules to be in their favor so that they don't have to work. Now, I don't understand this. You know, if we don't work, we don't get paid. Right. So why is it within their power to continually reduce what it is they have to do? Because the government? Here's the thing. Years ago, we had a mail lady that I kept complaining to the post office. She would leave notes in the mailbox saying we weren't home and that she couldn't deliver our packages. And then we would have to go there to pick up the packages. Now, this had nothing to do with any kind of confrontation or anything like that. She just, she did it to all of us in those four units. She was just lazy. Okay. In those four units. She did it to all of us. And then so some of the neighbors, actually the next door neighbor and I, we were talking about it. And he was like, I was walking in and I saw her put the yellow card in and your front door was open. (laughs) So I kept an eye on it and I used to park on the side street. And when I would walk in, I could see her and she would be riding out the yellow slip and the door would be open. I'd say, hey, hey, door's wide open. How can you be leaving and no, nobody was here to pick up the package slip when you haven't even gone to the door? You need to go to the door and knock on the door and you watch. They'll take the package. So I complained. Uh-huh. Well, a bunch of us complained. And she ended up, you want to know what her punishment was? What? They took her off the route and put her behind the counter at the post office. Okay. So then people from the apartment building would complain that she'd remember who they were. And when they would, they would pay for like $20 worth of stamps and she would accidentally only give them $10 worth of stamps. Special. So really her punishment was she no longer had to walk around and do a mail route. And she still got to give crappy service behind the desk. Lovely. Hey, if I was you guys and I would have seen her behind the counter, I'd be like, no, no, I'll wait for the next person. Yeah. Me too. That's how I was. Yeah. That's how I was. I didn't want to have anything to do with her. That's funny. And see, and that's something that the the male people need to enforce. At what business in this world do you know that allows a supervisor to supervise their wife, girlfriend, sister, mother, brother? Do you know any? I don't know. Probably lots of small businesses. But not major corporations. Am I correct? Isn't that generally a rule? Unless they're the big-ass family-run corporations, no. Yeah. That would be the only exception. But, like, you're not going to go to Mozilla and be in charge of your family. It's too big of a company. Or Microsoft. Or Google. It's too big of a company. Well, why is it at the post office they seem to have... The boyfriend and girlfriend working right alongside one another. One's the manager and one's the report. That, you already have a messed up situation with the union being in control of what it's in control of and making it so that they don't get in trouble. But then you add on top of it that their supervisor can be one of their loved ones? I find it very interesting that unions went from, like, their sole... Their sole purpose was to, like, protect wages and make sure, like, a company wasn't... Mistreating employees. Mistreating their employees. To defending their employ- the employees from getting any sort of discipline for fucking up in any kind and of situation. And not doing their job, yeah. Like, okay, the union that I used to be part of, 
people would be straight up snorting cocaine at work and the union would protect them. Wow. Cocaine in the locker rooms. And then they would go out and drive huge ass trucks. Yeah. Not high. Not and you know, you know what would happen to them? They would go and they would have to take like a 30 day rehab and then they'd be right back at work snorting cocaine in the locker rooms and going back out and driving. That's... And as long as they voluntarily went to rehab, nothing bad happened to them. That's just ridiculous. 30 day rehab with pay, I might add. Well, yeah. So why wouldn't you just do whatever you want to do? Exactly. But that's what... It's unfortunate, but that's what unions have become. It's why I, I mean, I wouldn't believe in forcing someone into a union anyway, but it's a big part of why I feel the way I feel about unions. Well, and what else? Because they've not, they've become something they didn't intend to be. What else was interesting is I worked two summers for the same company. Once as a union employee and once as a non-union employee. The summer I worked as a union employee, as a summer student, completely unskilled, I got paid like $23 an hour. The summer I worked as a non-union employee that I had to take courses to work there, I got paid $15 an hour. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? But you know what I was going to say to you? It's usually when you get a person like your dad who basically worked a union job his entire life. Mm -hmm. He's going to defend the union for good reason. Because what he got to see was a union that was doing what it was for the most part, supposed to do the vast majority of the time he was there. He didn't just work a union job. He was the secretary of the union. Well, that's my point. So (laughs) he got to see it actually working the way it's supposed Mm -hmm. to work. And then there's unions where, like the postal workers union, where they're just there to make sure that you don't get fired. That's their whole role. Well, and he would get the calls in the middle of a night shift to go and be the union rep for this dude and his cocaine. And he would just be like, I have to do this because it's my job as a union person. And he gets all these perks for being a union person. And just be just disgusted that this is happening. And that he has to share a workplace with that person. Yeah, that's the worst part I would imagine is that you know the person and you have to work with them on a regular basis. And there's where you would have to want to draw the line because you don't want to work with that person, especially when you know they're probably not safe. And that's the thing. That's what I feel like. I feel like the union was put in place, like you said, to make sure that workers were treated fairly. And that includes safety. And The concept of a union is a good one. Right, but when you, but let, the practice it, of it, is when bad. you let it devolve into what it's become, especially with like the postal workers union, you end up, you're letting people get off with bad behavior. And then you're, you know what? I feel like. You're mistreating those who actually take their job seriously and do a good job. Right. I don't know. I find it frustrating. Because it because I really do believe that it's a hel- it would be a helpful concept for some places. And when they first came into practice, unions were a great thing. I mean, they helped big corporations have to pay workers what they were worth and a living wage. To work 90 hours a week. Well, okay. You said something really interesting. They made companies pay 
a wage that the workers were worth. Well, first of all, why should anybody make anybody pay somebody whatever they feel like? But that the union is be made paid? of the workers, so but, the union comes in and they petition to be like, "We're worth more than this," and they fight for it. And I don't but, think there's anything wrong with that. But who says they are worth more than that? Like, where's the where's the measuring stick that says, "Oh, this job's worth twenty three dollars an hour," when really it's only worth fifteen dollars an hour? What makes that difference? Who who decides that? That's my point. I don't know. Because what you're basically saying is the employees just all band together so they can bully the employer. That's what you're talking about right there. Well, well I think the point of the union was that they all band together so they can stand up for themselves by to the employer who's bullying but that's not them. What, but that's not what's going on anymore. They well, bully the I employer. I wasn't talking about it anymore. I was talking about back when the unions were created when everybody worked for Ford and we're building Model Ts and working... 18 hours a day and being paid like a one cent like they they had a place then but they don't have a place anymore in most places see i see both sides of the argument because on the one hand you could say well let the workers not take the jobs that aren't paying enough money but what will happen is the employers will get together and essentially without officially unionizing they'll all work together to make sure that the wages are kept down that right. way, that way, eventually, the workers, if they're going to work at all, are going to have to take a job somewhere. That job's going to pay them $4 an hour instead of $10 an hour. And pretty much everybody's going to does the same thing is going to have to take a job at $4 an hour. So it works right. in the reverse. Right. I think that the answer is somewhere in between the super radical unionization and the super radical letting the owners do whatever they want the answer is somewhere in between the only thing is i still think it has to work the same way i don't think the government should say you have to pay them at least 15 dollars an hour bad on you they should let them fight it out if the workers think they're worth 15 dollars an hour let them fight it out don't go to work until they're getting paid 15 dollars an hour you know where it would get more comfortable you're right. Is if the government just got their nose right the hell out of everything and let the workers fight for what they think they deserve with right. the company. Again, it's no different than free a free market economy would be. Right. Because now you're having workers band together and go, oh, you want us to take $4 an hour? No, we're worth $10 an hour. So we're not working another minute for you until you pay us $10 an and hour. And then they negotiate Oh, we're going to stand outside and we're going to pick it. Right. And we're going to tell people how horrible you are. And they negotiate with the company and they come to a compromise of seven fifty an hour and everybody is less angry. And it's kind of a numbers game. Like, like what people in unions count on is their family members to spread the word. Right. And their family members to show support. So it becomes this massive numbers game where geometrically it just grows by a lot and it puts massive pressure. A well-organized union can put massive pressure on even the largest employer. What I don't understand is what you were telling me about the other day, that people who work in grocery stores, typically a minimum wage job, are unionized. And And it's not typically a minimum wage job here. Two years ago, when we were in the Ralphs that was still over there, they were advertising a job starting pay, $12 an hour. That was two years ago. Yeah. Minimum wage was 8 bucks an hour back then, like eight twenty-five, And they were giving 12 because it's a unionized position. And, like, 
that was a big deal a while back was they wanted $15 an hour and they wanted their health care paid for. I guess what I should have said is typically an entry-level job. Yes, but you're right. And look at how much they pay. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how much they pay. But why? Why? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, but first of all, does it make a little more sense to you why you see so many people at grocery stores with a badge that says they've been working there for 12 years, 13 years, 14 years? Because normally, let's face it, let's be honest, when you see the person at McDonald's that you know has been there for 20 years, you wonder, like, I know you're only getting paid like 12, a lot, 12 $13 an hour. You're not unionized. If you like this kind of work, why don't you go somewhere where they're going to pay you a livable wage instead of trying to take McDonald's and twist their arm and make them pay you a higher wage? Right. Either stop working there or stop complaining about the wage. There like comes, those are your two choices. There comes a point where you just need to get the skills if and you get want a out. better job. Or and suck then, it up and live and with And that's what it makes Sorry. me... But that's what makes me wonder is like, why do people like that think that they should be able to change? Oh, I've been here for 15 years. I should get more money. No. McDonald's has always paid this money. Why do you think you're special and you should suddenly get more? You want more? Go somewhere else. This is what we pay. And th- th- McDonald's should be allowed to make that decision and the employee should be allowed to leave if they want to. That's, no. Neither one should be a problem. Of course McDonald's should... Likely continue offering the standard cost of living increases. That well, yeah, all because if they don't, eventually do. they'll have no employees. Exactly, but they they shouldn't be forced to raise the minimum wage they're paying their employees by seven dollars in a six year period. Like that's crazy. It's like we canceled our movie pass today. <laughs> because I'm telling you, it's just like the bar rescue that we saw where he's yelling at the guy saying it's the bad management. It's bad management. They came out with an idea that, as you said, they expected it to be somewhat popular and it was immensely popular. Like way more people signed on. And what they found out was... That's not the quite more, what I said, but What yeah. they found out was... I want to finish with what mm-hmm. you said. What they found out was the more people... They thought that by having more people, they would make more subscription income and therefore yeah. they, would do, they would do better. But instead, what happened was the more people they had, the less money they made. And I think where, where they missed their mark in the initial analysis, in a, in a gym, you know how many memberships you need to sell in order to break even and make a, or make a profit. And that number is not what you would think. It's not the people you see at the gym all the time. That number needs to include a lot of people who just never show up. Mm-hmm. Because then they're not using the parking spaces, the bathrooms, the lockers, etc. And so you're not at this crazy capacity. But they, there's a number in the gym industry of, of, of percentage that you can count on. So you know that you're going to have, for every thousand, you're going to have 300, let's say, that never ever show up. They keep paying for their memberships and they never ever show up. Well, from there, you can calculate how much do I need in order to make a profit. Well, they, these people underestimated that number. They made a premium service that they were originally charging $50 a month for. And dropped it to nine ninety nine. And dropped it to nine ninety nine, Expecting that that would make them more money instead of not make them any money. But what it did was it opened their doors to the kind of consumers they didn't want. They wanted 
they wanted people like us that only go maybe to one movie in a month. Or may, or my guess is they wanted, for the $50 a month price, they wanted people who go on a weekly date night. Yeah, because then the $50 a month is worth it because you're going to spend way more than $50 a month. Let's face it, you are. And then when they dropped it to nine ninety nine, they expected people like us who go to one movie a month. But really, they opened it to the families that have like eight kids who love to go to the movies every week because it's the only yeah, way they so entertain their exactly. kids. Exactly. Like, like, okay, I could tell you. Like back, like back when I was with her. We had four kids. We didn't have a lot of money to go to movies. You'd have bought Movie Pass at, at, at ten dollars a person. It cost me sixty bucks a month to go to as many movies as I want. We wouldn't have just bought a Movie Pass. We would have had a Friday night plan that every Friday night we go to Chick Fil A for dinner and we go to the movies or right. you know whatever. And you'd restaurant. have had she'd have had a big purse and you'd have smuggled in all the snacks and it would exactly. have been. And it would cost us. $60 a month, and we could go to exactly. multiple... We could go to movies Friday and Saturday if we wanted to. Exactly. And that's and what screwed them over. And they could go to the movies when they want to. And, and that's but, what screwed them over. But it's because they took a premium product and offered it at a family rate. Yep. That's where they made their mess. If they just stayed premium... And then, though, but then, though, the management has to foresee those kind of issues coming up, and they have to react to those things, but they kept holding back, holding back, no, my customers deserve better, my customers deserve better. What your customers deserve is for your business to still be in business. Yeah, they they should have, when we signed up, was right after they dropped to $9.99. What they should have done is, like, a month or two in, been like, we're so sorry, it's going to be $14.99. Yeah, any new memberships after this are fourteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine or whatever. Yeah. Or they're and sorry, they we're going to drop some of these you down. Con- and then some of these controls that they put in place later should have been put in place then. Yeah. Then they'd be in business today. I feel like the decisions were delayed. The management was poor, and I feel like I'm just over it. I don't want. Well, and that's just it. You you don't want to end up. You try to go to the. Imagine you try to go to the movies. And your movie pass works, and mine won't. Or neither of them works. Right. Then what? Or imagine my subscription renewed on August 6th like it was supposed to, and they go and yours renewed on August 10th, and they go out of business August 11th. Yeah. I mean, it's not all the money in the world, but it's 20 but bucks it's to go still to spend annoying. on something else. Exactly. But then, like, you find these other services, and you're like, oh, look, with couples plan, we can go to a movie twice a month if we pay this much money. For, like, $15. And I'm like... And I'm like we don't go that much. We don't even go twice a month. We could get away with the once a month plan and know for sure that we'll go. Twice a month is a stretch. Right. Because let's face it. Okay. We have two months, two weekends a month where we are just you and me and the dogs. And Mondays and Tuesdays. But we have, but but consistently yeah. those two, because we would go to movies mostly on weekends. We work yeah. during the week. Right. So, weekends. So, we would have to, for sure, go to a movie every single time we don't have the midgets here in order to hit the two. And here's the problem with that. Alyssa needs to get taken to dance class. I'm not complaining. Mitchell has a soccer tournament. But it's a fact. Mitchell has a soccer tournament. There's another fact. Mitchell has an out-of-town soccer tournament. Another problem. You know, Alyssa Mitchell, needs a ride Mitchell has a game and mom is working. And all it of a happens. sudden, three months have gone by and we haven't used our movie Exactly. Pass. And that's why having just the single item one is probably going to be the best because it's the cheapest. And We can make one movie a month And happen. their model for that will work because really they're only paying a couple of extra dollars for us to um, see a movie. 
And they're right. going to get like 10 people. For every one of us that goes, they're going to get 10 that don't go. And they just made 30 people's extra money right there. Exactly. So they're bound to make money off that deal. And what I like about it the most is you can go to any theater, not just... And I often wondered about that. Like, why didn't they set it up as a limited-use debit card? And so the card number is in your name and my... Yours is in your name. Mine is in my name. And instead of limiting it to this place, this place, this place, this place, make it a legit debit card with a legit debit card company who's going to get a percentage of the money and have it... Yeah, it can only be used for movie tickets. Oh, and that card is still active because their membership is still active. And oh, yeah, they already saw a movie today, so we have to decline it. Right. I mean, all of that stuff is built into card processing software now. It'd be so easy. You can set the limit of the maximum number of uses in a day right. to one. Right. And you're settled. You, you've now solved the problem. If they can do it for the Greenlit card, they could do it for the movie pass. Yeah. I mean, it just. It blows my mind that they didn't take that approach. And they're going to, you're going to hear before Labor Day, they're going to be out of business. Well, what we did today is what makes the stock market crash discomfort and people getting out now. Well, yeah, because we're not the only ones who've done it. And they're going to crash because they made everybody uncomfortable. Not only that, they weren't smart enough to make their membership that. You know what? It's not prorated. When you cancel, you're done. Because now they still owe us movie time. Right. And if we wanted to, we could go to a movie every day from now until the thing expires. And, August 6th. And know, and know that we didn't pay an extra penny for it. And then it. you could go for four more days after that. You know I mean? Like, that's... Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. So, I don't know. I think, I think that... Um, I think tomorrow night's our night if we're going to go, though. Tomorrow, oh, Tuesday. yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Well, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> I think, I can't remember what we were originally going to do on a Tuesday, but I think it was what we did tonight, have the pizza, so. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> well, I think that uh, you watch for the movie pass thing to happen. It's going to happen, and I think that um, most people believe it. I don't know if they'll survive it either. Like, I don't know if they'll be able to revamp their model hard enough to fix their shit. I don't think they will. I really don't think they will. I think that... um, What I do see happening is one of the other services coming in and buying their customers. Buying them out, yeah. Because you're right. The customers now are going to become where the value is. 100%. So... Well, like... I, I would think that the other companies that offer similar services would be targeting current MoviePass subscribers. If yeah. they could get their hands on them. And I see MoviePass ads on Facebook all the time. So not sure how they know that I'm interested in MoviePass. Yeah, that's interesting. Probably off of your email address. Uh, and probably because I have the app on my phone. And I have Facebook on my phone. And we all know that Facebook collects all the data from yeah. all the things everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'd think if MoviePass uses that information to advertise to me, which is, FYI, very fucking stupid since I have MoviePass on my phone. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's where they wasted some of their money. So you were right. What? Tournaments are 18th and 19th and 25th and 26th. 
You said the last two weekends in August. Well, I guess it's not really the last. Well, it's the last but two weekends right. before Labor Day weekend. But you were yeah. right. So that means that, well, I'll have to talk to Cheryl about Odie going with Just Val. Just talk directly to Val. Yeah, about Odie going with Val. I feel bad, though. I would like to be able to be there to we'll, meet we'll all the go peoples. To the September. Do we have to go all the way to Pasadena? That's where this one is, is in Pasadena. I've never been to Pasadena. I know. Is it exciting? No. Okay. It's not. It's old. I like old things. I mean, in a way, where the Orange Street Fair is kind of reminds me of Pasadena. Also, I'll like Pasadena, because I like where the Orange Street Fair is. Yeah, you'll like it. It's like little old houses and little antique shops. It makes my geriatric soul very happy. I know. (laughs) I know. I hear you. Well, I'm sweltering. I'm also sweltering, and the cat we is starting to, get to sweat. Out of, we need to get out of this studio. Well, I guess that's been enough ranting for the night. I guess we had a lot to talk about today. Of course. Good night, Good night everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Yogi. Hi, everyone. This is Mike, and I truly hope you enjoyed the show. You're able to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher so as to never miss an episode. If, by chance, you did miss an episode here or there, you can catch up on all shows, past and present, by heading over to yogispodcastnetwork.com forward slash TNR show. Thanks for listening.